Welcome once again to The Lowdown with the Chelan County Sheriff's Office. I'm your host, Randy Rhodes, welcoming Chelan County Sheriff Brian Burnett. Hello, Sheriff. Hey, good morning, Randy. Hey, we are coming off the WASPEC conference. First of all, Sheriff Burnett, let's uh, define what WASPEC is and how the Washington State Sheriff's Association was tied into the last conference. Absolutely. Uh, WASPIC is the Washington Associations of Sheriffs and Police Chiefs, one of the very few organizations in the United States where the chiefs and sheriffs of that state actually join the, the same association and work together. Primary function is model policy. Um, obviously, we have policy advisors, uh, other ways known as lobbyists, that uh, look out for our best interest. Uh, there's so many different committees on in that association, there's an executive director. The board members are made up mostly of chiefs and sheriffs from around the state of, of Washington. And uh, they alternate on the executive board uh, from the president is a one-year term. And that alternates from a chief to a sheriff each year. Uh, but they have some uh, what they call uh, at-large positions for sheriffs and chiefs as well. Uh, vice president, president-elect, and past president, and then a, a treasurer. Um, I, I spent about six years on that executive board and then past president. The current president right now, and I think you might have covered some of this before, is uh, Wenatchee Police Chief Steve Crown. And uh, the uh, president-elect is uh, Douglas County Sheriff Kevin Morris. Uh, but they do two conferences a year, one in the spring, one in the fall. That spring conference has uh, many exhibitors. Uh, we generally do that in Spokane or Tri-Cities. They need a facility that uh, and a venue that will actually hold that because there's just a, a hundred or so vendors come in with all of the different things for jail services uh, to police equipment services and different things like that. It's a, it's a great way. They bring in leadership training uh, in different things. Um, this year, it, it was held uh, for the fall conference. It was down at Escamania Lodge, down in Escamania along the Columbia River. Very, very beautiful place. <laughs> very, very windy, Randy. It was cold yes, as heck. <laughs> I know. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and obviously, uh, and most people know, and we'll talk about this a little later, that uh, I did not win the election. And as a three-term sheriff, I'm going to be moving on. But uh, And that's going to happen here in the next uh, six weeks. But having said that, is I had some uh, commitments uh, within WASPIC. Uh, one of those is, is with the Washington State Sheriff's Association was a separate association, but we meet quarterly at those two uh, conferences and then we meet in between as well. Um, and so we had a very, very important uh, agenda that we needed to cover. And I'm the current president of that association. And so uh, I needed to go there. And the other, my other topic there that I cover is I'm a co-chair uh, for the Wellness and Resilience Committee, which is just a couple years old, but has really, really gained some traction. And we had some guest speakers that I'd helped coordinate uh, to have be there. Um, and really the whole conference, really, um, WASPIC and whole this uh, this fall conference, Randy, was set up uh, kind of with that well officer wellness um, uh, topic as well. So we got some really good stuff coming. Uh, no longer are we just going to be proactive in law enforcement in Washington State for taking care of our people, but we're going to be, I mean, excuse me, reactive, but we're going to be proactive and doing things up front to help people manage their stress throughout their career. Well, let's talk about that for a second. What's the, the importance of this wellness committee? 
uh, really when it first started was to dialogue and, and to to find out from people in different agencies what they're experiencing and what what's happening. Uh, we're seeing people go have to go in for treatment, and and we'll just play it on the line for PTSD. There's there's events that happen in uh, you know law enforcement uh, officers' lives. Uh, one, it could be impactful. Which one traumatic event could do it? Uh, a lot of uh, officers being in officer-involved shootings, whether it was they were shootings that they they or their uh, um, staff members, uh, patrol partners uh, were shot, or people that they had to shoot and they get into a, a, a use of lethal force uh, situation. And that really has a psychological toll, can have a psychological toll uh, on the mind regardless of it. And the other piece of that is accumulative stress. If you take a career of 20 plus years in law enforcement, it could literally add up as if you had been uh, on a tour to in, in, in Iraq uh, for the military. So there's a lot of different things. I think I think some of the stats out there they show for law enforcement and first responders is that, you know, um, they might they might see up to 800 traumatic events in a career where you and I as a normal citizen just walking down the street, minding our own business, Randy, might come across two or three in our entire lifetime. So the accumulative stress is the big piece that we're looking at. And now we have uh, we have companies out there that are doing research and they're working with people on the clinical side to show that there's things we can do from the very beginning of their career to manage uh, people's stress and, and traumatic stress as well. And so this is what this is about. So one of the things that we brought in for a program overview was from the first responder wellness tour. And uh, you heard me talk about that here about a month and a half, two months ago, where myself and uh, Chief Steve Crown and our Behavior Health Unit Program Manager, Anna Johnson, traveled down to Southern California and did a tour at this facility. And we were just totally impressed with uh, what they're doing, the staff. And so we uh, um, organized and, and scheduled for them to be up and do a presentation. And along uh, with Jillian Barrett, she's one of their, I think, program director, coordinator, uh, I don't remember her first uh, exact title. And then Patrick McCurdy, he's actually a retired sergeant from King County Sheriff's Office, is one of the Washington State advocates. And so he's working closely with people around the state, trying to get them get plugged in and get the help they need. And, and again, we've talked about this before. It's not just about short-term solutions, Randy. It's about long-term solutions. People can retire and be healthy well. You know, one thing we've uh, talked about a little bit in the past, and I'd like to get some clarity on the Office of Independent Investigation. Ah, uh, you bet. And uh, and so one of our speakers there uh, at at the conference uh, was Roger Rogoff. He's the new executive director for the Office of Independent Investigations. Um, and then uh, that was set up through some legislation that we with it was passed here just recently. Um, independent investigation teams uh, like that that we have here in uh, what we call our SIU, which is the North Central Washington Special Investigative Unit. Uh, the commander of that is my undersheriff, Jason Matthews, does, has done a phenomenal job. Uh, one of the other top leaders uh, and, and that has really, really uh, been involved in, in this program uh, for much of this and the change in legislation is is Wenatchee Police Captain Brian Chance. Uh, along with him and, and under Sheriff Matthews, they've done a lot. And there's other members uh, from, from our other agencies as well that have been involved. But with that special investigative unit here in our region, uh, we were doing things really well. 
but with the new laws and things that are set up, uh, we were able to uh, fine tune it. I think we have a team here that's done exceptionally well. Uh, we've assisted, uh, you know, Okanagan County and multiple, uh, shootings douglas county in the shooting i think a couple different shootings over the last few years and then re most recently the the two that we had just this year here for wenatchee police so doing a great job and then you know um, we were audited uh for two of those shootings one that had occurred up in okanaga county and one in douglas county um and, and it was an extensive thing uh, this big shout out for all of our agencies that that uh, provided help and assistance through that. But the big shout out was for under Sheriff Jason Matthews and Captain Brian Chance. Uh, they just did a phenomenal job through that process and found out that, um, you know, there was just a couple of small findings really, to be honest with you, through a process that was pretty lengthy and, and, and drawn out. But uh, these independent investigative teams and this office of independent investigations, Randy is designed where they can come in and they can take the, through the statutes, uh, through the state says that they can come in and they can they can do that investigation or they could come in and do an overview audit of it. Um, one of the things that to me is a little more troubling is that they could actually come in after one of your uh, uh, official uh, special investigative units like ours here in North Central Washington has done it, uh, sent the facts and findings up to the local prosecutor. That prosecutor will uh, um, uh, and move on that. And uh, whether or not to, you know, find uh, reasons to prosecute or, or find that, that those was, uh, you know, uh, a, a good, uh, you know, because justifiable homicide, because it is a homicide, even though it's done in the legal um, realm of uh, um, law enforcement. And so they can actually come back and retro any of our investigations and, and take a look at. Uh, I would like to almost challenge that constitutionally <laughs> across the board and try to see if, if we have some people out there that would like to take that on through the courts. Um, but again, when you look at for a sheriff's office and uh, being the executive uh, law enforcement uh, personnel in, in their county, whether or not uh, without uh, lawful authority and their, and their, um, admission to that, allowing other agencies to come in and do that. Now, that's a separate topic. I don't want to get down in the weeds on that, but I think that is something that the, that the state and even the sheriffs might have to take on in the future. But uh, this is a big, big task. And so this was a big Q&A there for uh, all the sheriffs and chiefs to be able to ask the questions and have dialogue with this Office of the Independent Investigative Team. Sheriff Burnett, you uh, touched on this just a few moments ago. There's a transition coming. Mm -hmm. there's a transition coming and that old famous uh saying there's a new sheriff in town there's not one yet but it's getting close randy and that's part of our political and elective system uh regardless of, of what we like uh of the outcome uh you know obviously as a three-term sheriff I've, I've dedicated my life uh career uh, my complete career in law enforcement since 1998 to the Chelan County Sheriff's Office and the citizens of Chelan County. And then as the last 12 years as your elected sheriff. And so obviously a lot of emotions here. Uh, personally, Randy, uh, sat down with my wife over the last week and a half um, since those first numbers came out. Uh, but um, we're actually really, really excited about our future. I know that there's something good. And I've always said this, as a man of faith, I believe when, when the God closes one door, 
um, when you're walking in obedience and in faith uh, and with the right heart and the right mindset, that there's going to be another door that's a much greater opportunity. Um, and, and that's if we allow ourselves to be stretched and grown. And every position that I've done and everything I've done in life <laughs> has been stepping up and has stretched me and, and then grown me. Sometimes growing pains hurt, right? Uh, if you're a weightlifter or you work out, uh, that, that saying of no pain, no gain. Well, uh, hopefully I've gained a little bit because there's been some things that we've done through this career in law enforcement that's been painful. But yeah, you're going to see a, a new sheriff, elected sheriff with Michael Morrison. Uh, you're going to see a new command staff. And this is going to be some of the things we're going to be highlighting in the next five to six weeks on, on this podcast is is interviewing and bringing in my command staff, my appointed positions, uh, five other people who I think are some of the best in the state. I, I would pick my team up against any other team around the state. And just because, one, I love their hearts. I love their work dedication, um, both to the team, but both to the citizens in, in, in Chelan County and the people we serve. Uh, very phenomenal uh, group of people. I think for me, Randy, that's the toughest part is I look on. That's when I say when a lot of emotions is walking away from an agency that I've served that. And then overnight you get the vote and realize that in six weeks uh, you've got a decision to make. Now I can go back as my previous civil service position uh, and, and find my niche back in patrol somewhere. That's really, really not uh, what I think would be best for the agency. Uh, we haven't made that full decision. Uh, I'm already uh, entertained. Uh, people reaching out to me and talking about continuing my career in law enforcement and what that might look like. I'm also looking at some private business opportunities, some consulting and some leadership training. There's a lot of different things out there. I also have an idea that uh, I'm putting on and doing some research on and starting my own private business. It's a completely different area. Um, but so we'll we'll see. Uh, very emotional time, except and at the same time, very exciting for myself and my family. Um, and again, uh, just wanting to do right uh, by the citizens of Chelan County so this agency can be successful to continue to serve the people that, that we care so deeply about here in Chelan County. Well, one thing's for sure is uh, you can always hold your head high knowing you gave everything and continue to give your level best. And we appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that might be part of some of the things we can highlight in the next few weeks of the things that we've done uh, over the last 12 weeks, 12, I've said weeks, 12 years, Randy, as is my time as sheriff. But uh, it, the philosophy is always leave it better than you find it. Right. And and, is, and sometimes you can get lost in, in, in losing sight of what your victories were and the things that you've accomplished. Uh, and I think it'll be a good time for me to reflect back both for my staff but also for this agency to see some of the things that we've done, uh, especially as we come out of a very critical um, and accusational uh, campaign where they said that this administration is lacking integrity and some different things. And we'll try to, we're going to keep this really positive. Um, but at the same time, we're going to point out some things that we've been successful. And a lot of those things are going to be that the relationships that we built uh, within the County and outside the County and regionally. So we're pretty excited about recapping that. Say real quick, uh, between now and the end of the year, we are going to be highlighting members of your command staff. Can you name them and just give a, a brief overview of what each of them do? Absolutely. So directly under me is my executive assistant, uh, Jessica Peterson. Jessica has been with me uh, about a year in June. So just uh, right about a year and a half. Um, and uh, before that, Jan Brentcat was my uh, executive assistant for a little about 10 and a half years. 
uh, but Jessica took over that position. And so we'll be highlighting her. She is one of my five appointed positions that doesn't have civil service protection. In other words, that means that she cannot go back. She didn't have a prior uh, uh, position here at the Schlank County Sheriff's Office. So she will be uh, uh, unemployed, but she won't be for long because she's a, a an intelligent, very talented young lady. And I say young, she's in her, her mid to early 30s. And for you and I, Randy, that seems pretty darn young these days. But uh, And then uh, my second in command under Sheriff Jason Matthews. And Jason Matthews has also uh, held his entire career in law enforcement for the Chelan County Sheriff's Office. Uh, he goes all the way back. I think he served as a, a patrol deputy, a corporal, a sergeant, uh, worked at the drug task force at the as a sergeant for a few years. And then uh, I promoted uh, him into the chief of patrol position uh, for at one point in time. And then from chief of patrol to under sheriff. Uh, next in line is uh, chief of patrol, Adam Musgrove. And Adam's a phenomenal individual. Uh, that guy is out looking for programs to start and run all the time. When you talk about our Santa stars, he's the one that uh, created that. He, the man has a passion to serve and help people. Um, and you can't be along, around him for very long where you'll recognize it and you're going to want to get on board with some of the things he's doing. Adam was very, very instrumental in our behavioral health unit. I would give him and Anna Johnson uh, single um, accolades that if it wasn't for the two of them, that program would not be in place. Uh, and I'm a little concerned about what that's going to look like moving forward because Adam has been such a big, big piece of that. But I hired Adam as a uh, lateral uh, hire back in uh, 2012. And uh, Adam came from uh, Cedro Woolley. He's also a retired, I think, senior chief in the Navy uh, and just gave up um, his service as a reservist here just uh, about a, a less than a year ago. Um, he has amazing leadership skills, uh, has a way of getting people to, to get on board. No offense, no uh, pun intended for the Navy people, but uh, <laughs> just, just does a great, great, great work. And then obviously I promoted him to the chief of patrol position that he's had uh, for several years now. And uh, uh, yeah, that's this is the bittersweet pieces is, is working alongside uh, these men and women. And then uh, next in bat, uh, up to bat is uh, Chris Foreman. He's our chief of special operations. I'm going to kind of go backwards in the career uh, for Chris, but but Chris uh, uh, has been in his position, um, I think, about a year now. We were just teasing him uh, here a couple of weeks back that he had just got off probation. Um, but that chief of special operations is over our detectives investigations unit, emergency management, and the Columbia River Drug Task Force, and then our training program, which is a big, big piece. Prior to Chris's promotion as the chief, uh, he served at uh, the Drug Task Force for about eight years that I appointed him to that position. Uh, and, and he is a current president for the Washington State Narcotics Association or Investigators Association, um, has a wealth of knowledge uh, in, in, in the drug uh, arena and, and, and investigations, uh, has done, done really, really well with that. Uh, Chris uh, also spent a little bit of time as the city of Chelan sergeant. Uh, was a patrol sergeant, was a patrol corporal. And this is where it gets fun is Chris and I were promoted at the same time. Chris was promoted to a corporal at the exact same time. I think it was back in 2006 that I was promoted to a patrol sergeant and he was my corporal. And uh, I always looked at Chris as a up and coming shining star, had an amazing, strong work ethic, 
proactivity and different things. And, and we went to the sergeant's academy together because I wanted to equip him. Um, and, and a lot of times, Randy, you'll see people in leadership positions where they feel threatened by other people. And I've always took the philosophy is like, I'd rather make the people around me stronger and better than I am because that's just an asset and it makes you look better. And that's all. Chris is one of those people as well. Now, if I go back from the time that Chris was hired at the sheriff's office, Chris was hired by a very unique program that had some federal funding through it called the Police Corps Program. So when I went through the academy in 1999, it was basically the curriculum was about 440 hours. And then the police corps program was bumping that up to 720 and they actually lived on campus uh, and they did some extracurriculum uh, activity, different things. That'd be a great question for us to ask Chris when we interview him. Uh, but uh, basically when we did that, rather than going through the civil service uh, portion for the hiring is we actually went over and I was part of that uh, interview process. I was on our on a part of the oral board for the sheriff's office at the time. And we went over on site. It was almost like a football draft where you bring in people, you interview them and you get to say, yes, I'd like to offer that person a job or I'd like to pass or I'm going to decline. And Chris is one of those ones that we interviewed and offered him a job right away. So Chris and I go way, way back, uh, excited for what he has to do. Very talented individual, also extremely committed to our community as he raised his family and his children here. Last but not least, our chief uh, civil deputy, Kim Oglesby. I also hired Kim, I think around in uh, the year 2012, uh, extremely strong work ethic. Uh, and Kim, uh, it wasn't long before she promoted to our record supervisor. Uh, and then after a series of time, then I brought her in as our chief civil deputy and, and which is phenomenal to know because Kim didn't have an official like, uh, certification, uh, in, uh, economics, uh, or, or numbers like, like, a, um, an accountant or somebody like that, but she had such a strong work ethic and she she had the ability to excel at things that I knew that no matter where we put her, she would do well. She was our IT uh, liaison for the sheriff's office. She had taken all, all our social media, was working our phones, our computers, and different things, along with many other things, had done our um, annual reports for several years. Uh, and then um, she took on and had a steep learning curve to take on, uh, you know, at the time about a $12 million budget, uh, the budget we're working on for 2023, we submitted this year was at 14.7. She's done an amazing job. Um, couldn't be more proud. Uh, if I wasn't to take staff with me, uh, and if I'm going to continue on to do something, she's somebody that I wish I could take with me. Right. Uh, and, and so we got a team that's really bonded here. And it uh, doesn't mean that we always agree on things, Randy, but uh, we're, we're very proud of each one of those people and just the ability to that I had the opportunity to work beside them. Well, we have uh, five or six more uh, lowdown podcasts between now and the end of the year. And on a personal note, I'd like to say thank you for all your service and a uh, very happy Thanksgiving holiday to you and your whole family. Sheriff Burnett, we appreciate you. Absolutely. I want to echo that to our listeners, Randy. Um, Thanksgiving is actually one of my favorite holidays. Um, and here's why Christmas is special, but with, through that seems a lot of pressure to perform and get gifts and you don't want to leave anybody out. But Thanksgiving is just about getting together with friends and families, uh, the, the people that you love, the people that care about you and sitting down and, and, and hopefully in an environment that is safe, secure, and a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. And so I want to wish that on uh, our listeners. I uh, wish you the best and happiest Thanksgiving uh, ever. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, we'll look forward to next time. 
Thank you, Randy. Looking forward to the next few weeks. It's going to be good. That'll do it for this edition of The Lowdown with the Chelan County Sheriff's Office. I'm your host, Randy Rhodes, and we'll see you right here next time.